This is All About Home Construction, and here's your hosts, Terry Beck and Randy Blake. That's right. Good morning, Randy. Morning, Terry. Happy Saturday, man. Happy Saturday to you. We're, we're, you, whoa. Just so everybody knows, this is, uh, Randy Blake is actually live in the studio this morning with a brand new knee. It's like, it, it shines when he walked in. It's like, <laughs> it's like all yes. that titanium inside of him. And, yeah, sort uh, of, kind of, you yeah. know, construction and farming has been rough all me, and I finally had to bite the bullet. Well, you're, you're, you're getting around. You're looking good, man. I'm glad you're, glad you're back in the studio. Well, thanks for allowing me to be gone yeah, and been, doing my live feeds from other places. We've uh, we've been good, yeah. We've done some good stuff, and you know, last week with the weather, I uh, just didn't make it where we could get in. And then, um, but the good news is, all about home construction. We had a an exclusive podcast, so we actually ended up putting out a podcast on uh, last Saturday uh, since we couldn't get into the radio station with the weather. And the bad bad roads and all that other stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's what you're missing if you don't listen to the podcast all about home construction. So, well, not everybody has a computer. So well, they, we understand know. that. And one day we'll we'll get it played on the air, but um, we do like to keep new content out when we can. So, that's just another way we can do it. And that's what we did. So. You know, when my brother was in, not change the subject, but talking about the internet and stuff, we watched a whole line of Starlink satellites go across the sky isn't that crazy yeah I, yeah I, I saw that back back in the fall i guess it was when i saw it it's like yeah there was like eight of them yeah. got through and uh so technology is coming uh the only thing i don't understand about the u.s technology is why has other countries got faster internet than we have and everybody has it available right and yeah, i don't know you know you know how Watauga Conspiracy. county was with uh <laughs> in-house learning yeah well i mean that's it you know and, and watauga is all of the high country let's put it that way you know it's just just the nature of the beast right with the with the, the land and getting getting things to places and um cell service we know doesn't cover the entire area um, no, no it, dead it spots doesn't, doesn't and, make any difference to the carrier yeah is. i mean there's there's all sorts of dead spots and then uh fast internet you know it used to be back in the day the DSL stuff, and that that's considered old, slow internet. You know that's that's gone the way of of uh, dial up basically, and uh, <laughs> you know. But but even that, you know, can't you a lot of places in the or there's there's still some places. I don't know about a lot anymore, but there's still some quite a bit of places in the county that has uh, that that can't even get that right. Yep. And uh, but you know some some of these satellites, like you said, like the Earthlink, it's supposed to be pretty fast compared to to satellite internet back 15 years ago correct and so i don't know so it's coming but there's one thing about it where terry's got us on youtube you can actually get on your smartphone and i know listen to see that's the cool thing you you don't have to listen to actually like you don't have to be a podcast guy like i am to uh to listen to it. you can just go into youtube uh, but you can also listen to it from any kind of computer too um you know just type in all about home construction podcast and it pops up too oh but i was talking chinese because the words didn't match my mouth <laughs> yeah, so so this is the uh, the first time I played around with video, and we're we're, um, we're Terry's learning. I'm not trying, me. I'm trying. It, it's uh, it's fun, but part of that is the way we were uh, doing the Zoom thing and and the video thing. Uh, so I don't know. We'll we're we'll, we'll, we're working out the bugs, get a little little better. Uh, but you can see um, Randy's pretty face and my ugly face. 
Well, no, I think that's oh. the opposite now because no, I'm a little older than you. Well, they can still see us. How's that? So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, an exclusive all about home construction on the podcast on the webs, and uh, talked a little bit about DIY. Well, budget friendly stuff. How's that? Uh, and and so it was fun. It was a fun show, and kind of kind of piggying back off of that uh, in today's show. Um, but we'll uh, you don't have to have to listen to it. You can still listen to us right now. It's okay. It'll make sense. But uh, anyway, well. How's the construction world been? I mean, I know it's winter time, uh, you know, and, and we've had some some pretty rough weather the last, I mean, basically month. But um, are things still kicking around when it comes to, to the uh, construction world right now in the in the high country? We're we're not slow at all. I mean, we have uh, people calling every day. Uh, the biggest thing is you can't call me and demand me to be there tomorrow. Right. You know, that's not going to happen. Well, and that's the case with a lot of people, right? Again, like you said, you're so busy that even getting out to get, pulling yourself off the job long enough to get an estimate even is uh, is, is kind of tough. Because while it's important to have that next job lined up, the most important job is the one you're on. Correct. That's and, it. And, and, you know, we're we're from Johnson County, Tennessee to Caldwell County, mm-hmm. uh, Elk Park to hear in Boone and it's not necessarily uh our timing it's the customer's time because right. a lot of customers uh don't know what they want sure and sure. Th- then they'll go well I need to think about this yeah. and while they're thinking on it I can't take me, me and my employees can't take the day off we got to go somewhere else right. and work you know, right, because me as an employer will not keep them employed. Yeah, you got you got they've you, they've got bills to pay and and they got to earn money and um and like you said, you're so you, you know you're busy, so it it you know how would you feel if if you were the homeowner waiting for the next job and you're like oh well my guys are taking off today because they don't know what this customer wants, I mean you know it, it it's it's kind of a, a there's multi uh, angles that to look at it and um. But that goes back to what we've said a few weeks ago: was come up with a plan, right? Um, you when when you when you're ready to do something, and, and this is this is anything from a large job, you know, a, a building a brand new house to uh, just remodeling a bathroom, right? Correct. If you know, if you have an idea and a plan, um, and know what you want, then talk to the contractor. It's going to help in a lot of ways, right? It's going to help you get an accurate estimate, but it's also going to help uh, help them plan and and know what to do and what to expect time wise and what to expect material wise and and cost wise. Right? Well, you know, it's uh, it's like a bicycle. You know, your bicycle runs fine, but all of a sudden you've got two or three loose yeah spokes on yeah. it. It's not long till the tire goes to wobbling. Mm-hmm. Well, changing in midstream. You know, a lot of customers go, well, I want, I want to do this here. Yeah. But they don't realize that change has to come out of their pocket, right? not my pocket. But the bad thing about that on the other side is a bank don't want to lend any more money right. for your changes. Yep. And uh, I've seen instances where the banks will pay the contractor but not pay for the changes at the homeowner and then do it. The homeowner right now has to with the bill that's right see because uh that's not part of the deal the contract says blah 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 right all right well and most people 
well, I don't really want to pay for a change order. Right. But a change order is time. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and most changes, would, would you, it seems to me that most changes, and this is a broad paintbrush, but most changes cost more. I mean, in other words, like you're, you're usually picking something that's more expensive than less expensive. Do you see a lot of change orders where, uh, for instance, going from tongue and groove to drywall because it's cheaper? Do you see a lot of that, or is it typically more drywall to tongue and groove? Kind of uh, things because it seems to me that it's always more of an upgrade rather than a downgrade well wood is wood is an upgrade correct yeah. you know but i just mean like like as far as change orders go um it seems like people are always changing orders to upgrade not necessarily to downgrade well cut corners it's like this i want drywall but would after you get the project start would you give me a cost on wood right okay and drywall's pretty simple I mean, drywall's not cheap either, right. but the point of it is you know that you put your drywall up, you prime it, you paint it. You're done, right. There's, uh, you, you put your baseboard around your windows, or excuse me, your baseboard around the floor, your casing right. around your windows and doors, and that's it. Your painter can paint a different color. Generally, that's no big deal changing the color. Sure. As long as you've not already bought the paint. Right. And uh, But now when it comes to wood, and then the homeowner says, well, you know, I think I want to go to wood, but then... I want to put it on the ceiling. Yeah. And I'll do drywall walls. That's not. Yeah. All right. So now you got to go back and you got to put crown molding on. And whether you, if you paint it, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. You prime it, you paint it, and go on, which I can't stand to see painted wood. Kind of defeats the purpose. Of and, uh, but if you want to go urethane. Yeah. All right. Now that's a different ball game because you put, you know, the urethane manufacturers will not warrant urethane if you put sand and sealer on mm-hmm. it. Because we used to put sand and sealer on it, mm-hmm. take steel wool, yep. sand it down, and uh, yep. uh, put the urethane on it and be done with it. Well, now you put urethane on, but you sand it down, but it's not slick like right. sand and sealer. Yeah, I know. So you I might end guess. up having to put three coats of urethane on. So that is a cost factor. And again, you, you can't paint it on the roof typically i mean on the ceiling typically because it's urethane's doesn't work the same as paint you know paint you can paint's not easy but you can paint a ceiling uh urethane just doesn't tend to work out as well upside down correct and uh but there is a way around that and the way around it is if you're going to stain it and you have the facility to do it you can spray it yeah Yeah. but if you can't spray it then you got to go through all that sanding Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but typically on the change orders like that, you, you've you got other – the delay in the change-up has caused other work to happen. And so it's, you're less likely to be able to spray it on a change order than if you plan on it from day one, right? Yeah. Because you can, you can work around it. And, and, but if you're, if you're change order, and the, well, now you've got to go ahead and get the floor guy in because that's the only time he can get in, you know, you definitely can't do anything to it, right? Or you've already got some of the drywall up, so you're going to spray it and get the overspray of urethane on drywall? Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, it, there's a lot of it, it, there's a lot of cogs to the wheel, right? Well, it's not like you finishing floors with a uh, sheepskin brush. Yep. Yep. You know, put it on, come back, yeah, do it again. I've done that many a times, many a times. So. But, you know, it's time, right. okay? And the, and the thing is, what is your life valued at time? Right. Sure. Time is money, right? That's right. For everybody. Well, we're going to find some ways to save you some of that money. So stay tuned. All about home construction. We'll come right back right after these messages.
Are you looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment you need to get the job done? Look no further than Blue Ridge Sawmills. We offer the full line of Hudson Sawmills and sawmill and equipment, from portable sawmills to skidding winches. At Blue Ridge Sawmills, we understand that every project is different, which is why we offer a wide range of sawmilling services. We can help you from everything from finding the right mill for your farm, hobby, or even your business. We also offer a variety of sawmilling supplies, such as blades, and debarkers so you can get everything you need in one place. If you're looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment and the service you need, then come to Blue Ridge Sawmills. We're here to help you get the job done. Call or visit our Cana, Virginia store at 276-755-3833 or our Asheboro, North Carolina location at 336-964-8304. That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. And again, thanks to all of our listeners out there, both on the uh, podcast and on WATA Live here on Saturday morning. You can give us a call, 828-262-1567. So I want to talk a little bit about, Randy, if you're okay with this, and, and what ways to save money. And there's a couple angles we, we can think about it this way, right? And they kind of work together, parallel. And that is as a as a client, as a homeowner, whatever you want to call it, right? What can you do up front to and, and throughout the process to save yourself money, but also as a contractor, what can you do to save money, right? Because those are two things that ultimately work together because they're going to save the homeowner in the end, you know, the, the one foot in the bill. Yeah, correct. And uh, the number one thing on the uh, list is not shopping around for materials. Right. And uh, unfortunately, here in Boone, we uh, the local building supplies don't carry appliances. Right. So yeah, you you have to go to Lowe's or go off the mountain. So right. that that's you know that's that's a give me. All right. But now I'm not putting Lowe's down by no means. But if you go in there at Lowe's and you buy your trim, eights, tens, twelves, mm-hmm. uh, very rarely do they ever have any sixteen foot material. Right, and uh, when you're doing a, a takeoff on your let's let's say interior, you don't take out for for door openings, right? Okay, and the reason for that is because you'll have a lot of openings, or you'll have a lot of what we call a drops on your sure. trim. So you just measure vertical. <clears throat> on a, let's let's take a, the the flat plan, okay? Right. And so you measure your perimeter, you measure your interior. That's your trim. It comes in sixteen foot lengths. Right. Okay. Well, because it it's there's always ways, right? Like you're gonna have corners, you're gonna have these things, um, and you know, I mean, it's just like if you measured it, I mean, and then added ten percent, right? It's well, just as easy to, to just to, to not subtract to begin with, right? Correct. And so knowing up front if you're gonna do stain grade or paint grade, okay. Because here a while back, we bought paint-grade stuff that was actually more expensive right. than stain-grade right. material. And uh, a lot of people don't realize that paint-grade a lot of times has finger joints yeah. in it, where stain-grade has no <laughs> finger joints. Sure. So you're better off if with not not value and cost. You're better off product-wise to get the, the stain. Um, so if you can get it cheaper, you're better off, right? Correct. And, uh, well, it's like I, when I, back when I was doing floors all the time. Uh, we got this uh, this product. It was kind of it was a sill sill coat, uh, it, and what it was was the flooring. It was you know they 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 specialized. They had oak flooring, 
and it was sealed on all four, all six sides before the, I mean, in the factory, right? It had a sealer put on it already. And it, in in many ways, even if you didn't put it in a in a moisture high a high moisture place, um, it was still a better product altogether, right? Yeah. And and I'd catch it on sale and and would buy you know would would, would stock up on it because. It was a better product, and I could get it for the same price. And so, why not use it? And so, it's the same thing, right? It, but, but that's like you said. You go back to shopping around. Um, one thing that I've always kind of noticed, and, and this is, and again, we have some really good uh, building supply places up here. But I feel like people, it, it seems to me anyway, people are pretty loyal to that one. Uh, that one company you know and so i'm gonna go to this store and i'm just gonna buy everything you know all my materials from this store do you see a lot of shopping around in terms of you know okay i need i need a pallet of wood do i go you know do do you call both stores do you or do you typically stick with the one i just typically stick with the one and uh i stick with the one that has the best quality sure and uh the one that cares about the contractor Right. You know, there is one company out there that doesn't care about the contract. Sure. And, and, uh, and that's, yeah. <clears throat> but it, uh, you know, it, it means a lot. You have your salesman. And l- let's say for my, my circumstances, I've been with one company now 35 years. Right. All right, I was with another company that I did for nearly 15 years, and they, yes. they went out of business. Right. Uh I was a client of Lowe's because of appliances and stuff, but then they decided to fire all the contractors in 2000. Right. Now they want us to come back. But the thing about it is I'm not interested in coming back with a company that, that They're did, gonna, didn't right. want contractors because yeah. you can't trust them. Yeah. Uh, and most of the time when a contractor goes out and buys materials, a homeowner can't match the same price. Right. Well, and, and you you can see that you know the the, the stickers, and, and is that because of bulk? Because you as a contractor, you're you, you sort of get a discount because you're always buying from there. Yeah, no, I'm a licensed entity. You're, okay, got you. You know, uh, um, so it's sort of it's sort of the same idea as going as a uh, a restaurant buying wholesale. Correct. Yeah. yeah, about like me having a VFW right. set up with uh, performance right. foods. Right. Um, well, and so. So one thing too that I, I I was thinking about you know in terms of shopping around and that's it, part of looking for, for the best deal too is somewhat buying in bulk right like you yeah. don't necessarily I mean I get there you know you don't want for instance wood sticking out in the rain for six months while you use it but at the same time if it's something you know you can use and you're going to use buy it. In a, you know, if if you can use it in a timely manner, go ahead and buy all of it at once. Because how many times framing framing is yeah. one one thing you don't. That, I guess that's really where I'm going. But you know, like how many times have have you heard about someone that needs you know they're one two by four short and now they got to go all the way back to town to get one? Well, that's time. And, and there we time, go back to it's time. Money it costs. It costs you know it costs gas if nothing else to get there and back. Um, and like I said, you're not getting that discount. A lot of times, if I buy a whole truckload of wood, it's going to be cheaper per piece than if I just buy five pieces of wood. Well, you know, I've also had homeowners say, well, you have this wood left over here. You going to credit me that? Well, no. Legally, we're allowed a 10% waste factor. Right, right. And most time, if the lumber's set on the job any amount of time, if it's set over there 30 days, the lumber company's not going to take it back either. Right, they're not going to take it. But 
I've also seen jobs where contractors throw it in the dumpster. Yeah. And I can't stand yeah. I can't stand waste. I'm the same way. I mean, and, you know, and it used to be you could dumpster dive and, and, and find it, and you can't, it's not as easy as it used to be. No, it's not. But, uh-huh. you know, and that leads us up to the number two answer there, poor site management. Right, right. And, and this goes for any kind of job that you're doing. Uh, you know whether it's uh, it's it's subcontract work or, or, or framing. I mean, you know everything comes down to poor site management, and yeah. and you know let's put in your fr- let's let's say we're going to put the framing on the job. Right. All right. Now it's contractors contractors' responsibility to make sure that that stuff needs to be covered up every day. Right. It's no big deal if it's not going to be any raining. But let's take out here right now. We've got a ninety one percent chance of rain today. Yep. You don't want your framing lumber to get wet. You know, even though your frame and lumber is kill dried, it will gather a little it's, moisture. It's going to pull moisture. I mean, you can put the the driest piece of wood. Typically, a kill dry is what five seven percent. Uh, and then know, time you get it, it's eleven twelve. Eleven twelve, right? And but I've seen kill dry stuff in a building. You know, in a house that's twenty thirty percent. Yeah. And I'm not talking about a house that flooded. I'm talking about you know a house under construction. Yeah, we, Wood's gonna gonna average out unless until you 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 know when you get your house finished you got heat the humidifiers on air conditioner stuff like that yeah it'll 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 drop back down but if you look at it old I mean you know, think back again we love history in, on this channel and so go back and look at um, you know 150 year old house typically all of that wood's gonna average about 25 percent moisture wise yeah that's well, what that, wood wants to be well that's that was that was actually built green too yeah but you, but you know what i'm saying is like like wood in a barn for instance you, yes. you put wood to dry air dry in your barn you're not going to get it below about 25 percent I, I remember in the 80s uh, down there in atlanta framing these office buildings uh south atlanta and the wood was wet yeah now it wasn't green but it was kill dried, but it was shipped from South America here in a container. And it's pulling all that moisture. And uh, and I'm I, and I I'd never experienced it being here in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I asked my boss. I said, "Why are we getting such wet lumber?" And he said, "Well, this all comes out of South America. <laughs> I mean, it was clean looking met- wood, right? But it was damp." Now, the good thing about down there in Georgia is it's so hot it didn't stay damp long. Right, it baked it out a little more. And, but, yeah, but, again, it's the the problem with wet and moisture, high-content uh, high moisture wood is wood moves. And so does. the more moisture, the more water it has in it, the, the you know, the, it's going to swell. And then things are going to dry. And then, you know, when you've got, you know, go back to frame, and when, you, when you've got a joint, you know, where you've got a two-by-four going into a, you know uh, the the wall it can pull away quite a bit it can uh, you know and and so you now you got an air gap or you got some kind of space that, that you, don't, you shouldn't need we didn't see it much with that lumber because that was similar to uh, our spruce okay now it's a little more stable uh i refuse to frame any walls with yellow pine mm-hmm. and uh matter of fact yellow pine got so inconsistent that i quit framing floor joists with it right Cause you'd get one to be nine and a quarter, nine and three eighths, uh, nine and three sixteenths, right. and stuff and like that. You know that. they all ran through the same machine, so they all started out the same. Yeah, and uh, and I really liked yellow pine because of the structural right. capabilities. The spans were longer. Right. 
See, like if we had a room 20 foot wide, we could put it on 12 foot centers and, and just double bridge it and be yep. done with it, yep. you know, because uh, Spruce wouldn't go that far. Yep. I love Hemlock for that same reason. Well, you can't get Hemlock no I more. I know. Well, okay, so, so another thing about site management, and this is more efficiency side of, of site manage it, management. So it it's the physical mm-hmm. side itself, like you had mentioned, but also site management in terms of scheduling, you know, getting the right people in at the right time. Uh, I would I would f- put that under site management. You know, when when you've got uh, a floor guy working with a painter, it, it just they're they're overlapping. They're, neither one of them are going to be efficient getting their work done. Correct. That's right. Um, and but also little things of site management such as cleaning. You know, like how if, if I can put, for instance, doing floors. If I can put my saw close to me. I'm going to be a lot faster than if you make me put it outside and I'm going to have to carry every stick of wood outside to cut. About like a tile man having, yeah. having to cut tile outside. Yeah. So, you know, and, and so so some things like that. But cleaning, I think, is, is a huge thing because now I'm dragging my saw. How many times have you done that where you've know, you got a pile of wood left over laying in the cut pieces of wood and you trip over, you drag your saw over, and now, you, now it's – stretched out you know 20 feet instead of in that pile but all that takes time to take to clean it up when we go to trim in a house uh generally our miter saws are outside okay so we have a cutter right and the cutter understands what you're talking about right so you give him the measurement he cuts it now if it's a small piece it goes in we you know keep a wheelbarrow there right so you have two piles right one pile is to save that we might need yep Another pile is to go to the – we used to burn it in the burn barrel. Right. You know, to stay warm in the wintertime. Yep. And uh, to give you an idea, I had a – we were building a house, and I had all my one-by-six tongue and groove cut t- to trim my windows out because we put windows in a 12-inch right. block wall. And uh, I get to the job, and I'm going uh, – have you seen my tongue and groove that I had? Oh, no. Uh, oh, I yeah, I did. I just come in today, and I just cleaned it all up, and I put it in the burn barrel and burned it. And I said, oh. that was all <laughs> That was all pre-cut to do all the inside of my windows. Yep. Oh, really? I said, yeah. I said, don't touch anything right. till it's in the wheel yeah. bar. Yeah. And uh, so there you go. I had to turn back around, send somebody to the building supply. And they had to buy it again. And buy it all just again. Just because it's burnt. And re and recut it. Yeah. So let the contractor do his job. Yeah. Or there could be a female contractor. Right. Well, yeah. No, it's exactly. And, uh, um, yeah. The, well, and communication is a lot of that part, too, right? Like, if you are going to go shoot Randy a text and be like, hey, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sweep everything up. Is that cool? And, you know, yeah, but even then, again, if, if you're a good contractor should be proactive and there shouldn't be a lot of and, and that's where I was going. Right. Is, is taking care of, of of keeping it clean, keeping it tidy, keeping it organized um, as you go and, and know what and, your inventory yeah. is every day. Right. Inventory is a big, big part yep. of building yep. and you need to know what it is. Right. Well, yeah, definitely. So. And, and, but I want to stick uh, just a minute with that, you know, with the managing of of um, the site management, but but now the managing of, of subcontractors too, right? Is 
you, you as a contractor, as, as a general contractor, you have your subs that you know, you know what to expect from them. You know both quality and 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 time and and like all that stuff. And, right? and the big word, trust. Trust. Yep. You know, and uh, we had a homeowner. Uh, now let me let me explain this to you, homeowners. Uh, do not go out there and price other subs underneath a contractor because that is a violation of that uh not the contractor's license but your permit see if you now if you're a homeowner well i found a guy heat and air guy that's a thousand dollars less than the guy you got well you violate your permit Uh, and under the law the contractor's supposed to walk away that day interesting uh, but having said that, like up front, so for instance, I know how to do my own wood floors. If I contract you out, is that just part of, like, I could say, okay, here, build me the house, but I'm doing the floors. Like, if you know that up front, you can put that in the contract and that's okay. Correct. That's right. So, so a homeowner could be in charge of, for instance, landscaping. I generally, and not, one thing I allow, now legally, I'm not allowed to do this, but I do it. Is I want the homeowner to buy their own appliances. Okay. All right. That way they get what they want. That, that's fair. Okay. Okay. And, well, uh, and that's what I was curious. Like, but if, but again, that's that's known up front. That's not going back and being like, well, what the heck, Randy? I got this guy that'll do it for this, right? That that that's that's different, I guess. Is is if you know that going into the contract. Because we had a plumber one time on a job, and and uh, he bid pegs. You know, because of the amount of water line we had under right. under the concrete right. slab. And the homeowner come in and said, no, I don't want that. I want copper. But then he didn't want to pay for the copper. You can't do that. You can't, right. You know, copper is a lot more expensive sure. than pecs. Sure, sure. So, um, Yeah, okay, okay. And that's the reason you want to lay out in your contract everything you want to do. That way the changes are done before the contract is signed. Right. But also... I've been in situations, and I know a lot of other contractors have, where sometimes a contract can take weeks. Yeah. And uh, what I mean by that is, is we were bidding on a job, and the homeowner kept changing the contract. Well, I don't want this in the contract. All right. All right. Well, and I, and so I finally turned it over to my attorney, and I said, "How much is my? What is my bill?" Right. He said, okay, I'll tell you, and I just walked away. Sure. I mean, the the contract should be fair for both parties, not one-sided. Exactly, exactly. Well, and that, that brings up another thing we can talk about after the break, and that's change orders. And that's probably the biggest cost in any, uh, any construction job. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come right back right after this. Obviously, by listening to this podcast, you see the value of All About Home Construction. Well, by joining our listener supporter community, you're not just tuning in. You're standing with us as we are able to support and fuel our passions of the construction industry. As a listener supporter, you'll enjoy exclusive perks, including hearing your name or maybe even your business name on our show. So please go to our Spotify website. The link will be in the show notes and join. You can join for as little as... As one dollar one-time fee, 
$1 a month, $5 a month, whatever you think you can afford, every single penny helps to keep this show going as we can continue to grow and do lots more things. Thanks a lot. And again, more importantly, thank you for listening to this. That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. Randy in the studio with me live this morning. I appreciate that, man. Titanium and all. I'm glad you're here. Well, that's another reason I'm not cooking at the VFW. That's fair. Well, you know, because I just. Because it's hard to stand on a brand new knee. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know one thing. I know there's a lot of people out there that had it, but we all know that doctors tell you that it hurts. They say it don't hurt too bad, but yep. it hurts worse than you think. That's fair. Well, but the good news is it's better in the long run, so we appreciate that. But All right, talking a little bit about ways to save money uh, in, in construction, uh, both as the homeowner and as a contractor. And we, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because I know we, we've killed it and, and we've talked about this over and over and over, but, but we, you've, we've got to mention change orders. Change orders are probably the most expensive part in terms of, of, of what costs money or costs especially extra money on a job change orders is it right correct and uh that is a viable cost and back in the 70s and 80s contractors charged 250 dollars right. for a change order you had to sign it you had to put what you wanted then they would tell you what it cost and then you'd have to re-sign it again right well now you're looking at probably a change order being well, cost plus a little different, okay, because that's cost plus. Right. Okay. But uh, in a fixed contract, it could be as much as five to $1,000 now, right. depending on what you want. Depends on what, what the change is. Sure. Uh, and as a rule of thumb, a change order can cost your project up to 10 to 15% more. Right. So, and that does not come out of the contractor's pocket. That comes out of your pocket because you're the one that wants to change. And I know this might sound a little mean to people, but I said don't let your eyes oversee your budget. Right, definitely. And because everybody, you know, everybody, it's it's your dream home. My job is to build your dream home. But my job is also to control cost. Right. Well, and and, and to all of our contractors out there, right, plan for that change would, would, would be would be the advice to keeping your cost down as a business. And that by that I mean, you know, put like you said, you have a contract, you have a signed contract. And anything that you do above and or different than that, uh, you know, make sure that, that you've you've dotted your I's and you've crossed your T's. Yeah. And here's a statement that's true on change orders. The greater number of change means reduction in productivity anywhere from ten to thirty percent on your project. I mean, I, again, something as simple uh, or as small, rather, as, like you said, changing the color of the wall. You know, if I'm here and I'm about to paint this room and you decide to go from, from red to white, well, even if I haven't bought the paint, you know, it, but I may, I still have to run to town to get it. And and, and that 30-minute trip to town alone is going to set me back how long? You know, and, and that's, that's a pretty... A pretty minor thing you know typically it's a lot more involved than just oh i'm gonna grab this one instead of that well, one generally, off the shelf, generally you know? here in the high country it's not a 30 that's minute what, yeah on that, you know, right it could be 30 minutes there yeah an hour the, the building supply 30 minutes back and then by then you got you know 
it's lunchtime. Uh, and then, well, now, too, this guy has been has set up a saw to cut this in here. So now i got to wait for him to finish. And I mean, it, it all adds up, right? It all, it all trickles down. Well, to give you an idea, we did a Cost Plus project. And the bad thing is I can never get a... Uh, uh, a reference out of them because you can't get a, hard to get references out of the clubs. Right. The the project started out as a 750 square foot addition on a house. Okay. The only problem was it was two and a half stories down. All right. That 750 square foot addition turned into 3,200 square foot, and I've posted some pictures over the years. Uh-huh. This house has nine different levels in it. So we took a 3,000-square-foot house, and we added 3,200 to it. Mm. And, uh, and uh, Lots of nooks and crannies. Well, I have a good friend of mine that, that did all the designing on it, made all the changes. and uh, But golly, you're talking about nightmare. Mm-hmm. Having to, they would come up and say, well, now we want to do this. Yeah. All right, after you've already got this done. Well, it, and when you start changing things that are structural, a lot of times it's more than, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of using, keep using the example of the paint because that's a pretty, in terms of change orders, that's a pretty easy change order, assuming you hadn't already started painting. Yeah. Uh, but Or you hadn't, or you hadn't, hadn't bought already it, bought right. the paint. But, you know, but but at least that that's, that's pennies in the bucket when it comes to, you know, again, something structural. Because now, what if, what if you've built a wall and now you realize that this change order has changed it up, and now I'm going to have to put, you know, some kind of 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 beam, you know, to hold it up across it, and, and change the load and this and that. I mean, you could jump up, you could tear down the stuff that you just did easily. I mean, that that's not that's not a out of the out of the realm of possibilities where you have to take something that you spent two days on, and and take it down. Correct. Well, you know, back in the, uh, 2004 and five, six, we didn't have glues to, to glue down hardwood flooring mm-hmm. and concrete mm-hmm. like we do today. Yep. You know, and I've seen some hardwood flooring that was glued right straight down to the floor. Uh-huh. The, the glue is a water it is a waterproof glue, mm-hmm. and you just put your your flooring together. There's no nails involved. Yep. Well, for us to go ahead and put hardwood flooring on that concrete, first off, I learned a good trick about sand. If you got a low spot in it, you take sand and put in yeah. it and take a level, and you can level that out. Yeah. Then the next thing we did was we had to cover the whole floor. And uh, I didn't trust epoxy paints yeah, at that time. You so, got to seal it with something. So what we did was we put weather shield mm-hmm. down that we use underneath roofing yep. for waterproofing. Because you, you got to block moisture one way or the other. And uh, so then we had to come back and put three-quarter inch plywood down on it. Yeah. So it does... It is a cost for each of these items, yep. and uh, a ramset gun does a fine job. But let's say we got a piece of rebar that comes up a little further mm-hmm. than normal, and you shoot it, and that, and that nail, now you got a crack in your concrete. Yeah. So the next alternative is tap cons. Yeah. All right, and tap cons are slow to put in. Yep. There you go. And then makes you, a difference. Then you glue all your three quarter inch plywood joints together. You know, so. It's just there's a technical side to it that people just go, yep. oh. yeah, yep. they don't, don't understand all the phases in it. All right. Well, one of the next ones that I think, and we we touched on this a little bit, but that is reducing excess waste. 
like you said a while ago with those windows, right? You save this two-foot piece because there's a chance you're going to need a 16-inch piece later. Correct. Um, and you generally don't, you know, baseboard, you'll save a small piece. Right. You know, but window trim, generally not. And another thing over the years that people don't think about, we've got away from window seals. Yeah. You know, most all windows now are picture frame windows. Right. So, and it just works so much better yeah. on, on trim. Well, it, you know, reducing waste, um, I mean, there, there's an environmental impact on that as well. And, and you know, you can't, can't excuse that or you can't dismiss that. But also, it, again, how many times have you you needed a block of uh, you know a, a couple inches or a couple feet rather that you know to hold this up for this to dry or that to do this and um you've thrown it away and now you got to go buy a brand new piece right. to you know an eight foot piece to get two feet out of it so we wait um, you know uh i know you've heard me talk about my son's house mm-hmm. and uh we designed it all to use certain lengths of framing uh the rooms were designed for 12-foot drywall. Right. All right. So if we didn't use 12-foot, like in, we could use it in the corner in the bathroom yep. and stuff. So we sat down, and we actually took a year and a half to design this house to eliminate all the waste that we could that's, have in it. That's cool. Well, and, and yeah, I mean, little things like that. like or But even buying, you know, buying this 8-foot uh, piece of drywall versus the 12-foot. So. Well, generally, I mean, it depends on what you know. What I'm saying generally, the only time you ever buy eight foot yeah. for bathrooms, yep. and that's green board and blue board. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back right after this. Obviously, by listening to this podcast, you see the value of All About Home Construction. Well, by joining our listener supporter community, you're not just tuning in. You're standing with us as we are able to support and fuel our passions of the construction industry. As a listener supporter, you'll enjoy exclusive perks, including hearing your name or maybe even your business name on our show. So please go to our Spotify website. The link will be in the show notes and join. You can join for as little as as $1, one-time fee, $1 a month, $5 a month, whatever you think you can afford, every single penny helps to keep this show going as we can continue to grow and do lots more things. Thanks a lot. And again, more importantly, thank you for listening to this. That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. And again, thanks to all of our listeners out there talking a little bit, Randy, about how uh, how to save money. And this is both for homeowners, you know, getting work done and for contractors. And, um, you know, again, one of the biggest things and we've we've said this before is planning uh, out front. And I think that it, sadly, that fixes most of the cost issues in terms of of added costs. But um you know another thing that that I like to think about too, and and this this goes more towards the the um, the contractor than the homeowner, but also it's 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 buying a or, or getting a contractor that has the right things, and you know the right that that specializes that has the right um, tools, the right equipment, and then on the on the contractor side, right, is is having that equipment, knowing what to buy, what to rent, uh, and also what to invest in terms of of like buy this harbor freight table saw or buy this you know nice expensive table saw no. i mean you know what i'm saying like like, yeah. like there's a lot of issues a lot of things when it comes to a, investing in tools 
and equipment. And, but then on the homeowner side, right, is finding that contractor that has that investment so that you know they're not going to break, the saw's not going to break, and they're going to be down for a day because they're going to go buy a new saw. Correct. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, a lot of people buy tools. Well, this will do what I need. Yeah. No. My miter saws are over $600. Right. Okay, I don't want a Harbor, Harbor Freight miter saw. Uh, excuse me. I want to know that my cuts are tighter than right. uh, like my skill saws. I don't buy a homeowner skill saw. I, I buy a saw that generally has brakes on it and stuff like that, which is a little more expensive because the good thing about that is when a man's on the roof. Right. You know, uh, I had a boss like get back to Atlanta down there and – uh, Black and Decker saws that he bought back in the eighties was four hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. When a regular yeah. Black and Decker now a saw cat, uh, regular saw cat was about two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But he said the reason I bought it was, is because that when you pull the trigger off, now he now I would have wrote him up, wrote him up <laughs> fine because he always kept his saw blade with a wedge in it with a guard up. Oh, yeah. And he said yeah. the reason for that is because if you ever slid on the roof, you could jam your saw into the plywood. Catch it. Yeah, so, catch yeah. yourself. And uh, Which, that made a lot of sense. But the thing about it is you couldn't send a beginner up there to do something like right. that. Right. You know, but that saw, when you when you let off the trigger, the blade was dead in about a second. That's and a half. awesome, yeah. So, I yeah. mean, that's the type of saw. Yeah. Well, and, and but, but again, having – and that's what makes a good contractor – versus a someone that's not you know subpar contractor and by that is having the right tools right well i mean you know i'm a a, uh dewalt man okay but i i do like a lighter saw Mm -hmm. and uh because i always run my raptor tails wild Mm -hmm. okay chalk line uh put the level on them plumb them up right and saw them off so itachi made a real light saw that was real good that you could hold yourself up on the rafters and you could saw down with it and not have any trouble. Nice. So there's a tool for everything yeah. because I can cut right-handed or, or I can left. cut left-handed. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, but again, that's knowing what to get and uh, what equipment to have and that's uh, and taking care of it too, but that's a whole other stuff. So. Well, thanks for listening to us, Randy. I'm glad you made it back in live into the building. I uh, appreciate that. Again, check out the Facebook page, All About Home Construction on Facebook. Uh, and then uh, the podcast, All About Home Construction, wherever you listen to podcasts, including on YouTube. And we have our exclusive out that's uh, from last week since we weren't on the radio. So uh, go listen to that. It's good stuff. Yeah, and thank you for tolerating me being gone. Uh, we appreciate it. We're glad you're back. Glad you're better. All right. We'll see everyone next week. Stay warm. Stay dry. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast, All About Home Construction. Our show airs live on WATA Radio in Boone, North Carolina, every Saturday morning. Check out our Facebook page, All About Home Construction. Leave your tips and comments there. Also, subscribe, like, and share this with a friend.